Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 100 of Gaming with Grief. And before we do the intro, I just like to, well, you know what? Let me just do the intro. Uh, just to remind everybody, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and leave a comment and let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve, and just general comments about what you thought about the episode. Uh, or you can go to iTunes, subscribe there, leave me stars, likes, uh, you know, reviews, that sort of thing. I know a lot of people on these things say, hey, you know, give me five stars. I'm not like that. If you think the show is only worth two stars, give it the two-star review. If you think it's worth five, give it five. Uh, and be honest in your review. Or, you know, if you just want to say you like the show, that's fine. Uh, I am now on the Google Play Store. Go there, search for the Gaming with Greed podcast uh, with Joseph Carlson. Uh, episode 99 just hit yesterday, which is weird, but it is up. You can subscribe to the show. Again, leave me some reviews and likes there if you're on the Google Play Store. Let me know what you think. Um, and, uh, or, well, and, or, and uh, go to Twitter. I'm at Just Little Joe, so go there. Uh, I will try to do better. I will definitely uh, promote this episode. I've been very bad lately about promoting the podcast, but obviously this is episode 100. It's a big deal, which is what I'm going to talk about. But go to Twitter if you want to interact with me there. After I, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty passive on Twitter. I try to be positive, but I do have a presence on there. So go there and it definitely let me know if you heard of the show from Twitter, or uh, drop me a line an actual email um, at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Again, go there. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, drop me an email. Let me know how I can improve stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's the intro. So let me just start out by saying, uh, this episode is called what's to come and thank you. And really it's because I can't believe that it has been a hundred episodes every week. I've come out with an episode. I haven't missed a week. Uh, I've been ahead sometimes, uh, and sometimes I've definitely been behind, uh, some of the early episodes. It was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Mentally, I don't know if I'm in the best place. I've talked about that stuff on the podcast before. Uh, you can go back and look at those episodes. Um, I will say it is easier kind of to thumb through episodes through uh, SoundCloud because it seems like I'm on there as well. Again, search for Gaming of Grief, Joseph Carlson. That's another platform I'm on. You can kind of scroll through the episodes there. Uh, if you go to my website, I think it's a little difficult to do the main page, but if you click the pages tab, which you should be able to do it just on the left-hand column, it's a Squarespace website. Uh, I'm not sponsored. I just have used Squarespace before and I liked it, but go there and just scroll that way. It's on the left-hand side of the screen. If you click pages, it pretty much just displays every episode and you can just keep scrolling down until you find something. Uh, you know, to be honest, this is an incredibly small podcast. I only know of one or two people that listen to it, one on a regular basis, so thank you to that uh, really good listener. He's actually been on the show before, Martin. Uh, he's listening. My wife is obviously a fan, um, I hope. And uh, yeah, so I usually don't talk about um, a schedule, but I think what's going to happen in me reflecting on this, and especially it being 100 episodes, again, which is crazy to think about, um, is the fact that early on, I don't think I was as articulate or maybe said things in the best way. Um, and I think for me, 
that's what this is about, right? It's no matter if you experience any kind of trauma or pain or grief or anything extraordinary in your life or something unique or just your life in general, actually, it's about articulation, right? How do we articulate these feelings and thoughts and, um, and, and, and motives to people or like why you say a certain thing and why you do a certain thing or what experience has affected you in a certain way? And I think it's important to continue to reflect on that. And I actually went back and listened to the first episode, which is only a few minutes long, and the second episode uh, talking about my father. And, you know, it was obviously kind of kicking off the horrible bout of grief. And one of the reasons why, you know, I want to, um, I wanted to do this podcast. But what I noticed listening to that episode is I really focus on the death of my father, uh, because it affected me at that time. And that was, you know, 99 episodes ago or 98 episodes because that was episode two. And, and I'm an English major, so my math may be off. But what I found listening to it was one, for some reason, I didn't really articulate what my dad meant to me when he was alive. And I think it is bad. Uh, my dad died and it was sad and I'm sad about it. But I think what is more important is what he taught me when he was alive and the time I, of course, you know, he raised me, uh, even though my mother and he were divorced, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time with him and he obviously shaped who I am as a person. And, and to preface this by saying, uh, I had a good relationship with my father. I understand if you're listening to this, not everyone has the same relationship with their parents or their father. Uh, that I did. You know, some people, their parents are abusive or neglectful or just aren't there. Maybe you don't know who your parents are. Um, and maybe uh, it's troubling for you, you know, those things and those issues. And again, I've said it before on the podcast, I am not a licensed bonded therapist, but I have gone to therapy with my wife for years. And I think it is incredibly helpful therapy because Again, it's about articulation, and when my wife and I started going to therapy, I wasn't able to articulate how I was feeling about the grief that I experienced properly. But through years of therapy and doing exercises that my therapist asked me to do, either it be a verbal exercise or writing something down or um, things like that, uh, whatever he did, it was to get me out of the way I was feeling or at least look at the way I was feeling in a different way. And again, that comes back to this idea of articulation of how do I articulate how I feel in any given moment and how do you articulate it um, probably non-violently or non-dismissively to people because I think if we have problems in our life and if we're dealing with something, there there's obviously a right and wrong way to handle with it. Violence, I think, is the wrong way. Um, and even and, and that isn't like overt violence, like punching someone or hitting someone or something with a car or breaking breaking a door or whatever, breaking property, you know, destroying property. It could be emotional violence, I think, to people around you. Sometimes you lash out at people around you. You don't, again, articulate yourself clearly, and maybe the first response could be anger. I think I went a different way. It was just dismissive and kind of defeated. But I could definitely see where anger would be a massive response to people and a, a terrible thing that happens, and, and you have no tools to articulate how you feel. So again, I think therapy is a massive, massive help to kind of come to grips and not only therapy, and this is kind of where the schedule is going to come in. So in the next few episodes, I'm basically revisiting uh, some of the 
uh, obituaries, eulogies, thoughts, feelings on the process of death that I went through originally, meaning that I, this is kind of a redux or a redo of some of the earlier episodes, but I want it to be in a more articulate fashion. Again, this is about articulation, so this isn't about uh, just making content. This is about trying to make those moments right, and uh, again, it troubled me when I listened to that last episode. Not that I was foolish or anything like that, but I really focused, uh, that second episode, I focused on the death of my father, and I think it, it does a massive disservice to myself and to uh, my dad to just focus on the moment in his life when he passed away. Now, there was things in that episode that I talked about what he meant to me and how he supported me, and I really focused on gaming, which is fine because this is obviously gaming with grief, and I wanted to focus on that because I wanted to stick to the thesis of the show. But I think I mentioned before my father was in recovery. I bought a copy of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, and I have read some things in there, and I'm going to share those in the next episode. I'm basically going to, in a way, write a better, hopefully better obituary for my father, because I also went back to the Edwards Memorial page, which is where my father was, uh, I wrote the obituary for, and uh, all of these feelings came flooding back of when I was writing that, and you know, of course, I did it right after he passed, and you have so many mixed emotions of like, how do you boil down you know, someone's life to a few paragraphs. Luckily, Edwards Memorial is not a newspaper. Uh, in my area in Washington State, newspapers are very expensive for obituaries, and I could see financially it's not feasible for somebody to write a massive ode to someone or whatever unless they have money, which some people do. But even going back and reading that memorial, I think I really tried to whittle these things down, and they were very general. And so I think what's to come is uh, next episode, episode 101, I will be talking more about my father's life. At least what I know, obviously, growing up with my my father and uh, my dad and um, him telling me, you know, I did this and I did that. So I'm basically reconstructing like a history uh, of my dad and I'll definitely bring in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous because it was a big part of his life and it not only improved his life and like he said, um, I think I mentioned on this podcast, but I asked him why he quit drinking years ago obviously. And I said, you know, why'd you quit drinking? And he said, I just had a feeling I wasn't going to be around much longer. That it like the, there was an end, like the end of the, like he, it was like a sense of dread. And reading the big book again and, and, uh, and looking at those chapters, I mean, he let me read it when I was young because it was important to him and he wanted it to be not important to me, but I think show why it was important to him. And I read it and I think there's some amazing wisdom in that. And especially nowadays, you know, having perspective and kind of an emotional intelligence towards this stuff and really looking at it. I think there is things in there, and I mentioned on the podcast that there's things in there that are just kind of basic truths almost, you know, you know, uh, keep it simple, stupid, you know, stuff like that from AA. Uh, all those kind of things are um, just basic truths of life. And I, it not only shaped my father's life, but it shaped our relationship of how he looked at certain things and how you view the world. And it wasn't a negative thing at all. And so what I'm going to do, again, is kind of tell the story of my father's life, at least from the pieces. It won't be like a biography. It'll be the pieces that I can pick up to share with you. This this was who, who my father was when he was alive. And this is kind of the best that I can see, you know, the best that I can kind of recreate his philosophy. And then how it shaped me and um, 
you know, it did, there was gaming involved and it did shape gaming, but this will be more about the grief, less about the gaming, I think, the next episode. But then episode 102 is going to be about Crystallis, which is an old game that my father did buy for me a long, long time ago. I purchased an actual cartridge of Crystallis in the box with the manual, and I got an old issue of Nintendo Power from the 90s that is uh, a strategy guide, basically for the game. Uh, it didn't set me back much. The, the cart was more of a collector's thing, but uh, what it did is it kind of, I know nostalgia is kind of a double-edged sword. It's good and bad at the same time. You look at something and say, oh man, I'm really nostalgic for this book or this movie or this game in my case. But I remember playing Crystallis. SNK a few years back came out, which is a company that created Crystallis. They came out with a anniversary collection, a 40th anniversary collection. And Crystallis is a unique game in their catalog because they did a lot of side-scrollers and shoot-em-ups and just sideways brawlers where you would move from left to right and punch people. But Crystallis is like this top-down Zelda-like RPG with a lot of good systems in there and just really unique things that we don't see in a lot of games. And so... I remember really liking when I was young. I'll tell the story of that in episode 102 and maybe do a little history of SNK, but not much. And then really talk about Crystallis and what it meant to me. And yes, it is nostalgic, but I think it is still a good game that um, is is kind of not talked about enough. And I, I think there's a quiet fan base for it, but I think it de- uh, deserves more love. And I will talk about that more in uh, in, in episode 102. In episode 103, uh, my wife is going to be on with me, and we're going to talk about uh, the first miscarriage that she had and how that affected us and how that kicked off therapy. Uh, to be honest, I haven't listened to that episode again. I don't know if it's too painful or whatever. And we were looking, my wife and I actually today were looking at photos of the ultrasounds, and it was um, really sad, but I think in a way it was good to be reminded that uh, I now can look at those photos because I haven't looked at those photos a lot. And my wife said today, you know, you haven't really looked at these a lot. And it is difficult, but um, I think now I'm ready. And I especially want my wife to tell her story. It's been more time with the therapist for her to process that stuff. And I want to talk to her about her thoughts and feelings. Um, and then the next episode, obviously, is going to be uh, our son, Adam, who was born and passed away uh, prematurely. Uh, we'll talk about him uh, and that that is different, how that is different from a miscarriage. Um, because I, in therapy, try to say, well, you know, my wife had three miscarriages, uh, and and that's bad. And the therapist said, well, you know, your son died, you know, which really hits you like a ton of bricks because you carp, carp, you compartmentalize, compartmentalize things. You try to, make them less, but then when someone says, no, this is what this is, then it it really hit me hard. Uh, So we'll talk about that. And then we will talk about uh, the second miscarriage my wife had, Jacob. Uh, The first miscarriage, we hadn't really settled on a name yet. Uh, We were kind of back and forth. I think we settled on Emma, and we didn't really have a man's name, but we'll talk about that uh, in the next episode. And then... um, you know, my mom passed away and on July 11th, um, 2018. So I haven't listened to that episode. Uh, again, I think it's bad that I haven't listened to that episode because I think I was closer with my father and I was my mother. I've said that several times. But my mom, I've been thinking about her a lot. Uh, she deserves more, you know. 
And so what I will try to do is, again, piece together um, my mom's life the best I can kind of come up with it. She was with her mother and my grandmother really into photos and family histories and things. She had a subscription to Ancestry.com. She was trying to reconstruct her our family tree, which is pretty amazing. A lot of people don't do that. And that's the kind of person my mom was. And I think that needs to be celebrated more. And I think I need to be more honest about it. Uh, and I, I think with my mom, maybe it was the weight of all the other grief. But um, it was that was hard to eulogize her. And plus, since uh, I was not as close with her as I was with my dad, it was just hard for me and my brain to, you know, um, come up with something. Not that her funeral wasn't sad or the obituary wasn't sad. They were. But I think that I could have done better. Again, this is about articulation and about going back and trying to make, uh, you know, a moment right. Um, I don't think, so this is a weird aside, but there's an old fantasy movie that came out in like 92 or 91. The Crow with Brandon uh, Lee, he died filming it, which is sad. But I saw a behind the scenes thing with him, which is a really good interview, which if you don't know about The Crow, it's basically about this uh, vigilante who's undead that goes after these people that killed him and his girlfriend. That's kind of the elevator pitch of the movie. But there was a behind the scenes thing where, you know, he's obviously undead and can't be killed. And they said, you know, isn't this person, your character, going after these criminals? Isn't he making the world a better place? And he got incredibly reflective and said, well, for him, it's not about making the world a better place. It, obviously, it will be because these people are off the streets and they're scumbags. But for him, it's about taking the moment that was wronged with his girlfriend and him and just making that moment right. And so I don't think by re-eulogizing re my mother, I'm going to make up for the strained relationship we had or anything like that or the fact that we weren't as close as we could have been. But I think maybe if I'm able to articulate really how my mom how I feel about my mother and what I feel about my mom now, that that will make at least a moment right that I didn't get right originally when she passed away. Because again, I've been thinking about my mom much more and she deserves more. So I'll be doing that. And then there was actually a game that I was playing when my mother was in the hospital and that's uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. A game I've spent probably 95 hours with and I never completed. And some of that, it was so busy. Uh, I was all, I was using it to relax and re refresh. I had to deal with doctors when she was in the hospital. I had to deal with Social Security. I had to deal with social workers. Uh, her mortgage was due. It was late. Her gas bill was late. I was paying that. I was paying, uh, you know, trying to work stuff out with multiple people, and I was so distracted. And I would come home and I would play uh, Breath of the Wild on my Nintendo Switch, and it was like this really weird, calming thing where it's so different than what's going out, uh, going on around you. Did it let me disconnect? And I've talked about that a few episodes ago on the podcast about everybody kind of needs a rest, and you need to like, uh, like unattach from things so you can, I don't know, go at things more and just be refreshed you know a good night's sleep is great um but i've never finished breath of the wild so what i'm gonna do is that'll be the next episode where i'm near the end and i will complete i will complete it and i will talk about you know what it meant to me going back and completing it and what it meant 
you know, how I connected to my mother. Uh, I think we all have music or a movie or a game or something that we connect to an event. And every time I turn on Breath of the Wild, I do think of my mom, um, for better or worse. Um, and then I just talked uh, last night with, uh, I mentioned uh, the last, not the last bit of grief, but another bit of grief was my friend Ben, who I've known since I'm 18. Uh, we lived near each other. We played D&D. I met him through a mutual friend. That other mutual friend kind of fell away. Uh, was more of an acquaintance. And Ben and I stayed friends for years. Uh, up until he passed, we were friends. So, you know, when I was 18, and uh, that was a long, a long time ago. What is that, 20, 22 years or whatever, Ben and I have been friends. Uh, 18, yeah, 21 years, something like that. So I just talked to Ben's half-brother last night, uh, Joseph. Uh, I call him Toddziff because his middle name's uh, Todd. And I asked him last night, I'm like, I've been doing that for years. Does that bother you? And he said, no, nah, I mean, I've been called worse. But I just started calling him Joseph. So, And that's the reason why I didn't call him Joe. I know I'm not talking to myself, but it's weird when there's two Joes in the room. You're like, Joe, what's up? Um, but we both agreed that Joey is the most disgusting, worthless thing you could ever call someone. I don't like Joey. He doesn't like Joey. Anyway, so I just talked to him last night, and him and I are going to talk about Ben. And what's going to great about it is him and Ben, I mean, I played D&D with Ben years ago when I was 18. We played video games. We shot movies together. Ben played pen and paper role-playing games, not just D&D, but other stuff. Uh, Joseph, uh, Todd, his brother, uh, did that as well. And obviously, they knew each other much longer than I knew him. Um, they're half-brothers. Um, and we're going to talk about Ben, and we're going to give Ben like a proper kind of eulogy and uh as friends could because some of ben's family is religious uh when he passed his mother who is religious was here from the south ben's from georgia and todd uh is from georgia and uh it was a very muted affair and i don't i don't want to belittle anybody's religion but i think that eulogy you know we all sat around and talked about ben but no one laughed there was no real smiles and I understand someone had just passed away, but Ben was the happiest, gregarious person, an amazing host, an amazing cook. It, I think he would have just been let down that it was such a bummer. And uh, so last night, uh, Joseph and I were talking about Ben, and we were laughing so hard. Uh, and we will do that again. Uh, that'll be uh, coming up in the next probably four or five weeks. So... Um, but we will talk about that. And then Ben, strangely enough, bought me a game years ago, Dishonored 2, for the Xbox One. And let me tell you guys something. I love Dishonored uh, 1, played it. Everybody was talking about Dishonored 2 and how great it was. Ben bought it for me. I played it for a little bit. I did not finish it. And what happened was our group of friends, everybody owned the game. So I thought, well, if I'm not playing it, at least some of my friends can play it. And then, you know, I'll circle back to it. And... Uh, that never happened because everybody I know, like I said, owned the game. So I couldn't get rid of it to save my life. It was crazy. Like, do you want to play Dishonored 2? No, I owe it. You go to the next person. Do you want to play Dishonored 2? Oh, man, I just picked that up. So I have Dishonored 2, the actual box copy of Dishonored 2. And I'm going to sit down and play that. Because every time I look at it, I do think of Ben. It sounds strange, but when someone gives you something and then they pass away, maybe it doesn't sound strange. Uh, I just think of Ben, and Ben loved Dishonored. He thought it was great, uh, and I don't know why I haven't finished it. So I'm going to finish that, and I'm going to talk about that and Ben and all that kind of stuff. But I'm really looking forward to talking to Joseph about his brother Ben and what that meant because he said he's got some stories about when they would role play together, and we'll talk about that uh, in the coming weeks. Um, 
And then finally, I'm not going to talk about my cat again that passed away. I believe, if my record serves, it's episode 78, where my wife and I sat down and talked about Annie, our cat. She died at the end of 2020, right before Thanksgiving, I think on the 23rd of November. Uh, it was very sad. Um, I've been trying to get the Monster Hunter Amiibo, not because I'm a big Monster Hunter fan, but uh, I do like the art style. I love the fact that you can ride a dog in the new Monster Hunter Rise. If there's a demo, I might try it. But there is a Ninja Cat uh, figurine that you can get, and that looks amazing. And it, for whatever reason, it's the same coloring as Annie, and it makes me think of Annie. So I don't. it is kind of game-related in my brain where when she died, they were advertising those online, and I just saw a picture. And it just made me think that every cat is technically a ninja. If you think about it, cats are ninjas. Uh, so... Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. I'm not going to play Monster Hunter, but I'll see if I can get a hold of that figurine and, you know, so be it. So I'm trying to think of what else. Um, if anybody out there is listening to this and has gone through any kind of grief or loss or, um, you know, maybe you don't know what to do. I mean, I, I said it earlier and I really want to emphasize it. If you're able to go to therapy through, um, through your insurance at your work or anything like that, or if it's included, please try to seek out a therapist, somebody you can talk to who's licensed, because it is important, again, to articulate how you feel or at least have the tools to articulate how you feel so you can improve. Because uh, I can't think of the quote, but uh, it was I was watching a movie or something and somebody said, you know, if we're not here to be better people, what is what is the point? You know, what's the point of it all? And I think, I mean, that's it, man. That's uh, that's such a succinct way to say, what is life about? I mean, I've really been feeling that lately. Um, and yeah, you know, there's a lot of philosophy. A lot of philosophers have written thousands of pages on what it is to be a human being and what it is to be kind. And uh, there's been poems written about it. There's been movies about it. But like, yeah, what's the point? If we're not here to be better people, what what is the point of it all? You know, uh, there's no point uh, to it all. If we're just going to, continue to be bad people and uh i think with me therapy helped me i don't know if i'd be a really good person but at least gave me the tools to kind of try to look at things objectively and imp- be open to improvement i think is the big thing and and it'll come into play when i talk about alcoholics anonymous and my dad but that that idea of admitting that you have shortcomings is a big deal in alcoholics anonymous so um yeah i'm trying to think of what else uh again Thank you to everybody, uh, the two people out there that are listening to this. It means a lot. Um, I have, uh, I think, improved. Obviously, I have better sound equipment now. I have a better space to record. Um, I try to, I'm trying to improve at this. Um, I think I'd want to try to have more guests on. I think it's something that I want to do, um, which will be great. Uh, I want to have my wife on more. I think we'll talk more about gaming. There's a couple games we talked about, like Mario 3D World, I actually want to play it with her more and kind of get her uh, just more thoughts and feelings about that. There's um, a game that just came out on Xbox Game Pass called Outriders, which it was plagued with launch issues of server instability and stuff like that. And I've seen a lot of reviews and it's, I mean, they're all correct, but I've been playing it on Xbox Game Pass with the subscription of Game Pass. It's I pretty much, that's how I I didn't buy the game. I've just been playing it on Game Pass. It's included. And the, and I haven't had as many connection issues with that everybody else has, so it's a great way to enjoy the game. I think what it is is I'm going to try to have more guests on. I'm going to try talk more about gaming. 
And I'm probably not going to, I mean, some episodes, let's be honest, this whole idea of my, me unplugging or just taking rest or something like that, sometimes, as I've said before, and I've had my friends on, it's the idea of sitting down, uh, unplugging, playing a really ridiculous game with your friends, and then kind of coming to the table going, you know, was that a good, fun game? It was. It was great. It was um, It was the best. In uh, in these moments, this is what matters, you know, is these these moments of reflection we can have with each other, um, you know, it, those are the most important things. A moment of reflection. Me playing D and D this year has been massive. Like I met a new friend, uh, Wes, who's in our group, who he mentioned he wanted to be on because he wanted to talk about what it was like to DM. He's going to be doing that soon, so I'll have him on the show to talk about. Um, you know, uh, what that's like. For me, it is also, though, about playing, I hate to say it, but mostly independent games as they discover, as they uh, examine death and loss. And there's some games that I've been playing in the background that are kind of like long affairs, but I'm getting to the end of them. So I will definitely be giving reports on those. Games like Spirit Fair, that's included in Game Pass if you'd like to play that. If you have an Xbox console and have Game Pass, try that. Spirit Fair is on there. There's Kentucky Route Zero, the complete edition or TV edition that was not on Game Pass, but I purchased that. I purchased Hades, which is on PC and I think the Nintendo Switch, and that is about a relationship with your father. Uh, Somebody spoiled the end of the game for me, but they didn't spoil everything. They just said it's basically a relationship with your father, so definitely want to check that out. And I know, I know there's been a massive criticism games because a lot of games have been dad games or sad dad games with like God of War and Hades is another example, but like where are the sad mom games, you know? Um, I'll probably be playing those and talking about that. And I will probably sooner or later get around to finishing Death Stranding. This was really difficult. The hours I put into it were not only slow and methodical, but it was really difficult with the messaging of the game and to try to, it just felt like, I don't know, I was really negative on it. And what I want to do is go back and finish. It's it's a massive game. I want to finish it and really sit down and reflect what went wrong. Because as I've been reflecting on that game and playing it here and there, I have this massive feeling of uh, the first time I ever gave someone my writing, it was in high school. Someone that wasn't a family member. Uh, or no, the second time I gave someone my The first time was a neighbor. The second time was uh, a PE coach who was supportive of me, and I gave him a short story I wrote. And I remember him reading it and me coming over to him afterwards and asking what he thought about it. And he probably had the best, maybe not the best, but he had a very good take on what I had written. He said, uh, I know what you're trying to say, but it's just not there yet. And every time I play Death Stranding, I think, I know what you're trying to say, but this just isn't there yet. You know, there's so many messages in that game that are muddled or troubling or uh, what everybody makes fun uh, or not makes fun of, but the criticism of certain things of showing you something shocking, but not showing why that shocking thing has to take place. It's shock for shock value, I think. There's many scenes in Death Stranding, which I'll get into when I review it, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later. Uh, I gave my impressions episodes ago, but this is like, I want to finish the game and go over it there. But the idea is there's so many things in this game that are touched on in a second and then wisp away and are just so 
strange to me how they got there and how they, you know, what are, what, are, what are you trying to say about this? Well, I'm really not trying to say anything. I'm just showing you this is a messed up thing. We get that. Especially now with the pandemic, uh, you know, Last of Us Part Two came under the same criticism of horrible people doing horrible things in a horrible situation and the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, maybe people don't need to be reminded of that. We know that some people are horrible people and some people do horrible things. And I don't think we need to have a play a game to realize again that, yeah, these people are horrible and they're doing horrible things. You know, it's the monotony of terribleness. I think that some people criticize Last of Us Part Two for, you know, and, and of course they, I would say they couldn't control when it was released, but they could, uh, they could have, you know, said, Hey, we're going to polish this a little more. It's probably not the right time to come out with this. But then, and then again, they didn't know when the, you know, how long the coronavirus was going to take place or whatever. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I did that. I did a spoiler cast of that. Um, but yeah, so what I want to do is continue the thesis of the podcast, which is to talk about games, reflect on how they deal with grief, uh, and reflect on how I deal with grief. And maybe sometimes, again, that is just me playing Super Mario 3D World with my wife and a friend and going, man, that was good. Or talking about, man, I had a D&D session. That was really fun. But sometimes it may be, man, I'm playing Spirit Fair and you're escorting people to the afterlife and there's a dedicated hug button and it is breaking me down to hug people that were in your life that I love in the game and having to say goodbye to them, you know? Um, that's what it could be. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm not changing the podcast. I think that right now I have a better setup than I've ever had. The audio is sounding better than it's ever had. Um, I'm still trying to figure out some things on the back end, and I'm debating or not whether to do like a weekly stream on my PlayStation 4. I haven't been able to get the new consoles yet. I've been trying. I did get a lead uh, officially from some people, an official channel, not anything that's pirated or anything, of maybe getting a... Uh, you know, an Xbox or a PlayStation 5. So I'm still attempting to get those, and hopefully soon I will get those uh, because I think there's a lot of new possibilities with the new consoles to do things better or brighter than they have been. And uh, yeah, so again, um, thank you so much if you've listened to this or found it or don't. You're like, what are, what are we doing? What is this about? So... I started this channel because I wanted to reflect on um, how games deal with grief. Uh, because I went through my own grief and every time I was playing a game, it was reminding me of something that happened to me or whatever. And just like I said with Death Stranding, sometimes it did not hit the mark. But sometimes uh, games like Spirit Fair and uh, Kentucky Route Zero, uh, which is kind of a different type of grief, hit me in a way that I couldn't even imagine a AAA game hitting me. And those are the things that I think are important and things that need to be talked about. And I think the best advice I ever heard with podcasting was, was I listen to a lot of different podcasts and many of the creators of those podcasts, uh, you know, re have ad reads. They have an audience <laughs> that isn't a few people. But their advice was, you know, if you're really into first person shooters, be the first person shooter podcast. If you're really into adventure games, be the adventure game podcast. If you're into independent games, be the independent game podcast and doing a web search and reflecting on my life and what had happened to me. Uh, I really realized not a lot of people are talking about the impact of grief in games and what that means for me as an individual or individuals as a whole, how that can be bolstered by therapy, 
and then also spotlighting a lot of independent creators uh, that are developing these amazing games that need a spotlight on them. Like a few episodes ago, I did Fractured Minds. And just reading the article with the woman saying, I've dealt with mental health and I wanted to make a game to showcase how I dealt with mental health. Hopefully it will help other people. To me, that is a powerful thing. Uh, Spirit Fair is another good example. I'm sure some people on that team experience grief or death or some kind of loss. And although the game has very stringent like survival mechanics and building mechanics and you're piloting a ship around the ocean of a made-up place, at the end of the day, you're taking people to the afterlife. And that is powerful. And those kind of games and experiences need to be championed. And those people need to be talked about. All those people that develop those games. Um, and that's kind of what I want to do with the podcast. Is not only highlight my journey, but highlight other people that are trying to do uh, good things. So again, thank you to everybody that's listened. Even if it's two of you, even if it's one of you, thank you so much. And uh, I hope showing a glimpse behind the curtain of what's to come is... Um, I know I hope you get excited because I'm excited. So, you know, guys, uh, I think that's it for the week. Uh, again, just to remind you, this is episode 100 of Gaming with Grief. I can't believe uh, I made it to 100. Hopefully, I get to 1,000 more. Um, but this podcast will hit my website, um, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there. Let me know what you think of the episode. Let me know how I can improve. Leave a comment below. Uh, there's a link right below the SoundCloud link. Again, you can find me on SoundCloud. Search for the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, it doesn't seem like in SoundCloud you can leave comments, but at least find me there. You can listen to it through the website, or you can go to iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the podcast there. Give me the stars of what you think I need stars for. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to beg for stars. If you think it's a one star, tell me it's one star and let me know how I can improve give me a review, subscribe. That would help me out a lot. And uh, you can find me on the Google Play Store. So if you have an Android device, go there and subscribe to the podcast. It's the same thing, the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. And um, leave me a comment there. Leave me ratings there. I'm hoping in the coming weeks that the podcast will hit faster there. Although it is hitting their service, it seems to be a little bit slow, but hopefully that'll speed up as I uh, upload more episodes or more up episodes are uploaded to them. So yes, or you can drop me a line at GWG Podfellows. So go there and write me an actual email and say, love the show, hate the show. Here's what you can do to improve. I will read it over there if you want. I will not if you don't want me to, that's fine. But yeah, just let me know how I'm doing. Or you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. Go there and let me know what you think. And, uh, you know, I think that's it, guys. I think I think we made it. I think uh, I think it's it's good. I, again, I can't believe I've got to 100 episodes. There's been good episodes and bad episodes, but I think lately the episodes have been getting better, which I think is more important. Oh, and let me do a little bit of cross promotional things. So my friend and I, Avin Carroll, have a political podcast that comes out once a month on the 20th. We started it on inauguration day, January 20th. So every episode comes out. Uh, the 20th of every month. You can subscribe to that on iTunes right now, but uh, since I just figured out how to get it on the Google Play Store, it will be hitting the Google Play Store very quickly. We're on our fourth episode, which we'll be hitting in about two days, uh, but we have uh, what happens is we talk about politics. Uh, I pick the topic for the first week, then, um, or the, the first, anyway, 
Avin and I both share topics. So one week I will pick a topic and we'll debate. We send each other three news articles because obviously you could just keep going and keep going and keep going. But we really focus on what's presented to us. So I pick a thing like police reform, which we did. I picked three articles. We read through it. We debated. Then the next time it was the stimulus because it was Avin's turn. He wanted to talk about the stimulus. There was three articles there. And then the last episode we just recorded was universal basic income. That was my topic. We had three articles. We went over and talked about it there. So go to iTunes and subscribe. It's called The Grief of Politics with Avin Carroll and Joseph Carlson. It's got a red background with a, a yellow compass. Uh, subscribe to it on iTunes. It will be on the Google Play Store soon. But if you like politics, it's on a different feed. Uh, you can subscribe to it there, or you can just, if you want all the grief talk, I don't really know if that's the right way to phrase that, but if you want the gaming stuff, that's fine. If you want the politics stuff, that's there too. That also has a website. It's the grief, www.thegriefofpolitics.com. Go there. You can leave a comment below the uh, video just like you can. They're both Squarespace websites, so they might look familiar, but I actually like Squarespace. I like how clean everything looks. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm up to. I've been reading and writing a lot. Uh, I might put a short story uh, in the next couple of weeks on the website for people to read. So um, I think that's it, guys. Uh, you know, be safe, have a good week, and I will talk to you guys for episode 101. <laughs>